Hi guys, welcome to the eighth episode of Internet Ads. Um, Originally, this podcast and platform was made just for us, Chris and myself. Um, But now we're up 550%. Um, Yeah, you do the math. You do the math. That's exponential growth. So thank you for all our lovely followers. So in this episode, we're going to go through um, our working from home etiquette because... I think we've experienced a lot of kind of angst over how we engage with people over um, VC. Um, and at the best of times, it doesn't work properly. But anyway, and then uh, over then, we're going to be talking about Quibi. This is my new obsession. Um, so it's a new VOD platform that's got launched. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm in two minds about it all. Like, I feel like I definitely thrive in an office environment. Like, you can't just turn around and have some dance with your teammate. But also, you get a lot more work done from home. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me because I probably did nothing in the office. Yeah, there's a lot of screen time now. Yeah, I think I think because I couldn't turn, like, to my side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being a vendor, I'm turning to your side. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can do a lot more in focus. I mean, because I think... You know, open plan office is hell. Like, it's actually, there's little hell. I, I can't pay attention. There's always someone walking past or whatever. And I think I'm just one of those people that, like, if there's movement, maybe it's like a natural human <laughs> instinct. Like, if there's, like, a rustle in the bushes, then I'm the person that's, like, puts its head up, like, a meerkat and be like, what was that? Yeah, yeah. And then it takes me, like, five minutes to readjust to get back into what I was doing, which is probably just, like, reading our news or some shit. However, I digress. Um, I think as, you know... We got this work home for, working from home. Um, I think there's a lot of kind of things we need to learn and adjust to because, you know, I I don't have a home office. I don't have a home office. I mean, I do now <laughs> I mean, in some form. I think we all do, do in some form. I'm literally on a VC and my partner is playing COD in the background. Um, very, very distracting. <laughs> I often lose where I'm at. <laughs> I have to apologise and I just say I just say what's happening and people laugh. It's like an icebreaker. It's the new norm. What is him playing COD? Yeah, and like, you constantly breaking ice. It's, yeah, it's funny. You're like people a like going, ha, ha, ice, ha, ha. Ice and I turn ice. it around. Yeah. All right. Like because like, I've done a lot of um, like I've met new people on VCs recently. Like the last like five conferences I've had, I've never met them before in real life. So it's been really interesting to see yeah. how the ice has broken. Obviously, like the COVID chat. To start off with is kind of like mundane but you've got to do it and then just talking about what's happened to you and the funny things that happen to you while you're on vc and they love it <laughs> it's true because <laughs> there, there is a lot of random stuff that's popping up i think it's you forget for starters right you get a bit of an insight to like okay who are they what are they all about because yeah. there's all this facade in the office environment right mm-hmm. and the facade is simply because you've got like two lives you've got like a work life and you've got a home life i'm sure there's some other life out there but <laughs> You can see what's in the background and what people have chosen that's acceptable to show in the background. Or what's creepy is when people blur the background and you're like, what are you hiding? <laughs> it's almost like, mate, just unblur like, it. Like, in. what are you doing? Where are you? You're in some sort of like basement. Like, let got... me in. Let me know who you are, right? Yeah, but also maybe I don't want to see it. True. Because you do have this like, especially with people that you already work with, you kind of have this perceived like, you know them, you know what they're like. Yeah. And then you see their home. And you're like, okay, that's completely not what I thought. Do an example. 
<sighs> I don't have any. Oh, okay. You put me on the spot. Um... So you don't? No, I don't have an example. Mark. Well, I remember just seeing one person and it was like, fair enough. But he was sitting in his... He was sitting on like some stool in his baby's room. <laughs> yeah, I think I was. Yeah. Were you on that? Yeah. Oh, you were on that. He was in his baby's room, but and it's fine. Of course, he got to find some space where he can. However, like, I feel like he should have called it out. Yeah. Because but... it's, not, it's not your standard home office environment. is like a cot in the background. Yeah. But he, I feel like, again, we didn't know that guy. So he wasn't really like... Whereas I'm an open book. I'm like, hey, check it out. Ben, yeah, my yeah. boyfriend. Like, yeah. I've got trackies on. I've got no makeup on. Whatever. Like, you're just there to work. Whereas this guy was obviously trying to, pers- like, make himself look super professional. He had a business shirt on. We could see in the back of the mirror that he had his trackies on. But he just wasn't owning it, right? No, it was awkward. <laughs> Yeah, it was awkward. he was on his phone. Well, that's okay. Not even listening to okay, us. Okay, I'm glad you brought it up because there's a certain level of etiquette. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. When you're on a video right. call, VC, video call or video conference? Yeah, VC, video, oh, either or all. Well, I guess at this point it's call. Yeah. I think four people at a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so the three of us. Actually, no, there was a random, there was a random fourth person <laughs> who didn't, show who didn't show their face on a video. Which I think is rude. It is rude. Show us. Or at least just point it out, but also didn't talk. And just that awkward comment in the chat, like, my mic's not working. Okay, we've been in this for three weeks. Sort it out. Go on your mobile. Hmm. Okay. There's a way around this. Okay, okay. So, number one, working from etiquette. Yeah. Sort your shit out. Yeah. So, just have the, have the equipment. I think we've all got... I think most laptops <laughs> now, or phones, now. <laughs> have microphones. <laughs> yeah. So You've got no excuse. That's fine. Um, I think number two, just be aware. I think having the self... Like, you know, the, the camera pointing at yourself as well and you can see yourself as, like, mm-hmm. you know, the fourth person in the chat. Yeah. It's very distracting for starters. However, take a look at it and see what what you see is what they see. So, just make sure that... <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Like, be aware that if you pull your phone out, they that they might see it. it. They might be able to see it. And some people might or they even can see you just looking down at it. <laughs> you yeah. know? And in our case, we could see it in the reflection of the giant mirror in the, in the, the, the baby's room. Which was very distracting. I remember pausing and just like smirking into the camera and being like, is this, is this happening right now? Okay, it is. But did you turn your camera off to smirk or did you smirk while in? I smirked while seeing because I knew he wasn't looking at me. Oh, that's risky. It was risky. But now that we're on this topic, is not muting your mic in a conference call or worse than replying all on a staff email? Wow. You can take your time with this because it's very hard. Well, they're obviously both bad. <laughs> but I'm going to put it out there that not muting your mic is just complete <laughs> digital ineptitude. <laughs> like how, how... There's always one person and I, I think you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that in this day and age, they just simply don't know that they're... No one does it intentionally. Yeah. But I think if you're just not engaged enough to hear some sort of weird reverberation or that there's literally someone... You know what? The people who don't mute their mics... Are the people who spoil like Game of Thrones for you or something? You know, <laughs> yeah. they're the people. There's that's always the one. Guy. That's the guy. And they're not our target market, by the way. Like, yeah. You've got. Two... And if you are listening, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, you've got like two. Like, if you are not the host of a VC, you've got two things to worry about, and that's if your mic is on or if it's off. Like, if you are engaged in the call and you and you need to speak, turn your microphone back off. Like, are you not? Like sick of hearing 
you're on mute, you're talking and you're on mute. Like, as if you don't fucking know you're on mute. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Yep, you are. So, stop that. Stop that immediately. But I've just been so conscious of making noise, like, not being that guy who's not muting my friend in the conference call, that I talk while muted. It's so laggy. It's just so laggy. Okay. Okay. Okay, take the feedback on. Okay, it's fine. Feedback feeling off. It's a gift. Thank you. It's a gift. Christmas has come early. Alright, something else that I've noticed is people eating their lunch on VC. Is that an issue for you? No, I've never seen it. You haven't seen it? It's pretty hectic. Like... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> really? Like, is it a soup? Like, you slurping? can be like two or three yeah. and you're talking. Okay. And again, I think people aren't self-aware that the camera, when it's on, is on you. So what... I can see exactly what you're doing. So, you know, talking with your mouth full... Whilst on VC, it's still like as if we were sitting in a cafe and you were eating with your mouth open and talking to me. Like, it's still the same. Oh, I guess it's like when someone's like, if someone's talking like on the phone and eating like Doritos. (laughs) It's very, it's very distracting, right? Oh, it's insane. (laughs) I'm guilty of that. (laughs) My partner's like, shut up. Are you eating? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just mute, 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 mute. Um, okay, so you haven't you haven't had it, so you don't have a viewpoint on it. Right? No, I guess I try and avoid all lunch meetings. True. Good point. Well, yeah. I guess you can eat at any time of the day now. Snacking has become a, a big problem for me. Well, that was probably I, I think one of my first blog posts was about how like you know attuned I was to the fridge like inventory. Yeah. That's a really weird thing to say, but I literally did like stock the take. Fridge inventory. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an ad. <laughs> stock take. Okay, we have two solstices. We've got you like corn, right? I think you need to explain that. Like I like corn products. I'm not like give me a corn on the cob kind of guy, but I'm like, give me some mission chips. Yeah. Or I'll murder you. Great. Kind of yeah. Um I just like Mexican food, if I'm gonna be honest. But yeah, no, I've never had that. Obviously you have. I think um I think there's just a lot of, there's just a simply a lot of kind of etiquette that people are trying to really traverse. And I think it's, there's a perception that things are more hidden. But they're not. They're not. So I think for starters, wear pants. Yeah. Just wear normal pants. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone likes to joke, like, oh, I've got a Skype interview or whatever it is. And you say, sorry, it's like, oh, I'll just put a shirt on, you know, and be in my underwear. But who knows if you have to reach and get something or whatever. Someone's at the door, or like yeah, you're, it's hectic. You've, you're at you're, work. You you ruined it. Yeah, you're out. You're at the door. <laughs> like don't come back if that's if that's the case. Yeah. Um, don't eat on VC. So, I mean, I haven't experienced that. I feel like that's a bit of a, a niche kind of one. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's niche. I think I think a lot of our listeners, the thirteen of you, would would say that fifty percent of them would have experienced that in this time in the past six weeks. You pull that stat. Out of nowhere. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Should we do like a little survey monkey to see if that's true with our listeners? Yeah. I'll send it out to each of you individually after this. <laughs> Maybe give you guys a phone call. I don't know. I'll find you. <laughs> I'll find you. Oh, that's <laughs> But that's what you can do on the internet, I guess. Um, so you've got your two points, but lastly, you've been guilty of this. When somebody throws the mic to you on a VC and you're clearly not listening. Yeah. What do you do in that instance? Like, how do you hide it? Do you just say, sorry, mate, can you repeat that? Well, yeah, you can either fess up, like own up. Okay. Yeah, because I guess in the the business world, you own up. 
right? Than most things. You, if, you, you you, if you stuff up, you own it and you're like, cool, let's move on and that's mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not trying yeah. to save lives, as people say. However, in this instance, I like it's really confusing because you do this working from home part and the home element came out where I lie and be like, try and hide my mistakes. <laughs> no, I didn't eat the corn chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, no, I hadn't been drinking all day or whatever it is, like, yeah. like the gen and things like that. So yeah. I, I was just seeing it going, I can really make up for this. So to give some context to everyone out there, I was on this Google Hangouts and I've just discovered that you can click and have the closed captions pop up. And so everything you say <laughs> is then written down in front of you. And I was too, like, caught up in things I was saying, like, coming out as gibberish. Yeah. And everyone else seems to be fine. So uh, for some reason, Google doesn't like either my accent. Maybe I mumble too much. Perhaps. I don't know what. We'll and then obviously, yeah, obviously I was bored, right? Mm-hmm. So the me, I was bored. And um, I could hear that things were slowing down. And I was like, oh no, I think I think people are waiting for me to answer something. And um, I had like I, could, I had time because I was muted. So I can get away with the, oh, sorry, he's yeah, muted. Great cover. Yeah, great cover. And then I came out and just tried to guess what they're talking about. And I think I was basically like 60% on the mark. I, well, <laughs> it wasn't hard to be off the mark, to be fair, in that conference call. But I feel like you it was, raised I was, yourself on purpose. Like you were kind of in like robot where you weren't moving. Oh, and yeah, I crashed you the computer. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, the computer crashed. That's like, that's, that's, that was one strategy yeah. I employed later on. And it worked. Yeah. The other one was like I did an open-ended question back mm-hmm. at the conference. Yeah. So I said... Yeah, I think that's a good idea because mm-hmm. someone obviously threw it at me. So whatever they said was a good idea. Yeah, great. So it's like what's that called? Like positive reinforcement on them or something like that, yeah, or like, like a, yeah, whatever. Yeah, got it. Done that. Yep. And then asked the question back, and I said like just kind of a general statement about mm-hmm. like you did well. What I did, like or what what was happening, mm-hmm. and then I threw it back to them, being like, "What do you think? I think it would be okay." Perfect. And they kind of hit it. Perfect cover. Yeah. Right. So, listeners, you've heard number three now. How to cover up when you're not listening. Oh, yeah. And the second today is just crashing the computer. <laughs> yeah. So, I think you just... You can't really pull the cord out as much anymore as you could back in the day with computers. But you can definitely crash a computer by opening up, like, a Microsoft Outlook. Is a good yeah. one. If you just open up an email, like, try to type an email, <laughs> usually it'll crash. Like, how or, do um, people... It doesn't really work. Or oh, what's really popular if I, if I click calendar... Like in Outlook, mm-hmm. then that will also crash my computer. So I, I choose one of those methods. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so that's really it. All right. Great. All right, so I'm obsessed with Quibi. I thought it was QB. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, QB. Q-U-I-B-E. QB, like Q. No, Q-I- Q-U-I-B-I? <laughs> oh, sorry, I, yeah. Quibi. QB. Like cutie. It's, it stands for quick bites. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I just engaged. Okay. I didn't dwell. Maybe it's some feedback we should give them. I I think that came out this week, last week. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really new. Um, and so for those who don't know, um, it's the new um, subscription um, vote platform on mobile. Yeah. And being us, internet ads, we are on the pulse. So I think we're the first to really engage with this. Um, I spoke to a couple of my friends about it. They had no idea what QB was. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, so they're just, they're, I think, I think it's just like... Quibi. Quibi, yeah. So, so, no, QB. Okay. So, um, it's, for those who don't know, Caitlin, I feel like you won't know this. Um, um, I don't. Two billionaires started this up. Um, you got your, your Jeff Katzenbergs, 
and you've got your Meg Whitlam's. Right. I had no idea who they were until I had to look them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff is like some hotshot Hollywood producer, um, and he was the chairman, I think, of um, Walt Disney Studios. So not like Walt Disney, but the studio arm of that. Yeah. And so he was responsible for like the best of the best kind of Lion King. You're like you got your Aladdin, you got your Return to Far. Yeah. You've got, I don't know if he had anything to do with Return of Jafar, I hope not. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, Beauty and the Beast. So he had those kind of like those classic kind of Disney animation hits in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and then he went off to start um, and founded DreamWorks, who um, did a bunch of So things. he's a smart guy. Yeah, I think he's very creative, but mm-hmm. also obviously very driven. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why he's a billionaire. And then you got uh, Meg Willem, who was the uh, CEO of HP. Bit of a big An dog. An overachiever. Yeah, a bit of a big dog. Yeah, yeah. a bit of an overachiever. Um, so anyway, they uh, just put their billions of dollars together and then got a bunch of people to invest in them. And they've, um, I think they've raised, I think this whole thing was maybe like, you know, $1.8 billion they raised to get people to invest in to create all this stuff. Um, the premise is it's mobile only, um, US, um, Hollywood produced short form content. Yeah. So never been done before, bit of a risk because they're moving away from, Hey, let's put up a half hour episode or an hour episode and. You know, you've got like a Netflix going down more like the HBO route, which is like, okay, we're going to produce our own stuff and it's going to be awesome and it goes for an hour or whatever. But this one's like, okay, you will one episode is six minutes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I I mean, my thoughts on it right now is that I really love it. I think I think having like a, such a short attention span, yeah, it definitely really helps, helps. someone like you. Yeah, it really helps me. Um, I haven't got time, nor... Like, but at the same time, I have heaps of time yeah, to consume this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm too bored or lazy to, like, engage with Netflix and find, like, the right content without someone telling me, yeah. like, hey, have you watched XYZ? I'm like, no, okay, cool, I'll check it out. Yeah. It's like that um, that comedy show, I think, that you recommended, which is like a stand-up comedian that you're... Oh, yeah, 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 Chris Delisle. Yeah, and that was funny. Yeah. Like, by the time you're at home, you cook dinner, it's about 9 o'clock, and you don't want to watch an hour-long episode or something because you're tired, you're over it. And you and your partner probably take half an hour to agree on a show. Well, yeah, Jen... So Jen's my wife, for those uh, at home. Jen, um, Jen hates everything I like. Yeah, I feel like I've got a similar situation at home as well. Yeah, so it's really... like I, I, I'm really big on my, like, thrillers. <laughs> like, you're Gone Girl. Yeah, righto. Um, sicko. Okay. Uh... The other one that's like Gone Girl. See, I'm like glass half full. Like, I just want to watch an episode of Friends. Like, I don't want anything to think about more so than I had to. Like, I just want to watch something really easygoing um, or really quick, I suppose. Which was kind of cool about this app. I mean, you told me to watch something, so I downloaded it. There's three months free. So, that was a cool perk. Tick. Um, It's it's ad-funded as well. So... The they haven't released it here, but in the states they have two tiers, kind of like a Spotify. I think the lower tier you do still pay for, mm-hmm. um, but subsidized by ads. So I think they just have like a, a one pre-roll in front of some content yeah. there. Um, but I think it, the the biggest also groundbreaking part of it is like they got the distribution platform. So obviously the the app itself, which is very slick and, and works really well. Um, but then also they own all the content themselves. So they produce it all with his, yeah. you know, your, your Jeff. Jeff's gone out. He's got all his mates in, his Hollywood mates, like Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. That, yeah, I was you surprised know, when I got... went and I was like, oh, what's this going to be? First scroll, I saw a little mini 
series. Each episode goes for about seven minutes. Um, and Liam was on the front cover. So I was like, yep, tick, done. And I watched it. And it was so engaging. It was like a cliffhanger. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I watched that last night. What's called like Death? Or like oh, The Hunt or something? Or... Uh, the Dangerous Game. Game. Yeah, that was... The yeah. Most Dangerous Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was... I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Like, go download the app and watch it. But it was really fucking engaging. And I've never seen anything like it. Like, kind of reminded me of Hunger Games, but totally different. In a way. Yeah. Like, it brought it back to modern days. So, you know, like, when I'm thinking about it, like, each episode was, say, under eight minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or ten. And, um... They just, they, to go from, say, a 45 minute, you know, episode down to 10, they just cut out all the crap. Yeah. It's like, obviously, like, you know, if, if you've ever done, like, back at the uni or whatever, like, you're doing a, an essay or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard sometimes to actually get... The word count. The, under the word count. Oh, under the word count. Or above it. Yeah. Both are hard. Both are hard. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Sometimes you have to cut things down and you're like, where am I going to do this? Because it's all important. But yeah. I guess when you're telling stories like this, um, and having these like famous directors and um, producers or whatever, and writers being involved, you know, obviously there's a lot more meaning you can convey in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to drag out, which is great. So they've done the ad pre-roll at the beginning and then all of a sudden they just have eight minutes to go, okay, here's what you need to know. But what I love most about it is like, it's the first time that, you know, having that kind of content that's designed to be like on the go, I guess. So if yeah. you're... Um, you know, on the train or whatever, you can just like load it up and not feel like a weirdo who's, you know, putting on some big Bose headphones and is sitting with a tablet <laughs> with like a bloody neck pillow or some shit. Yeah. You're sitting there going, cool, I'm going to watch a bit of this. But I think it's like, it's, it's interesting because it's like the first kind of content that's been really kind of made or it's adapted to like the kind of world that we live in. Yeah. I find that pretty interesting. Like simply just having something that's been filmed specifically to be watched in both kind of horizontal and vertical video. Um, you know, on your phone, yeah, it's pretty game changing, and yeah. it sounds pretty trivial. But when you experience it, I feel like you kind of—it's ex- made for the phone. Yeah, you're experiencing yeah. like so much, so much more. And like I'll put it out there, I think once you go vertical, you <laughs> yeah. don't go back. You can't go horizontal. That's you don't it. go you've back. Heard it here. You've heard of it's birth. such a, it's such a, it feels <laughs> so natural. Stuff. It's it like does. my it hand really is in a really good position. Yeah, that the phone was designed to be in. Like no one's hanging out on their phones like horizontally texting you're texting no, no one's done that right? since like 2010 yeah so when i go when i go back to horizontal because the, the the content actually then shifts to expand the view or, yeah. or have a different perspective as you switch between the two yeah so the story is told in a different way you know through those different kind of um but it's doing it for you already it's automatic yeah and so but i can just sit there in vertical so now i just don't want to go back and i feel like it's a fresh format um it's something that i really think is going to like catapult into like the next kind of, you know, Netflix, Apple TV, Amazon Video Prime challenger. Well, I find um, it interesting because I feel like Netflix um, and what's the other one, Stan, have to up their game now. Like, they kind of monopolized the whole BVOD experience, I guess. And now, or not BVOD, sorry. What is it? VOD. 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 Sorry, there's too many acronyms to remember. VOD um, market. And now this has come out and it's kind of the same concept, but they They've thought about the user first, yeah. I think, and that's what makes it The like, reality of where these people are watching and how they're watching it. Yeah. They should kind of just use like a tiny bit of like consumer insight or like just observation and yeah. be like, okay, let's do that rather than, okay, let's just create great content, then throw it there. And Netflix is great, but I think the problems that they run into, um, which every other VOD service would be doing as well, is obviously Netflix does it the best, 
is just simply like content recommendations and um, I like to think of it as like um, what time to stream yeah so the time that you actually open up the app and then the the average amount of time it's that, a sit back the average amount yeah but the average right. amount of time that it takes for someone to actually load up a program is it and like I, on average seven minutes like, yeah no it was yeah it actually yeah. was yeah so there's a study done by I think it was CBS or I don't know it was like a global study and they um they they looked at okay a lot of people actually didn't like um Netflix in the sense that um when compared to say linear broadcasts because someone would make up you know make a dinner sit down and then they have to sit there and trawl through Netflix unless it's like some sort of you know show that you're really engaged with and you're like okay I'm gonna watch the next episode of whatever um then it takes them on average seven minutes to actually find out what that is whereas you can just turn on the telly and then have okay I'm watching um you know hard quiz or whatever like whatever's on yeah so I think in that sense like live has that advantage over Netflix and I think something about will be really interesting about Quibi is that you know people there will be closely monitoring that stat you know time to stream yeah and then saying okay well we need to make sure that's like under two minutes otherwise like we've done our job right and I feel like well, maybe just because it's a bit of like a honeymoon phase but I feel like it's very easy to just pick up something and choose it because you only have to invest such a small yeah. amount of time um, well, I think that's just really really cool personally I'd say it's a massive yes for me yeah I like it so far yeah, I like the first me. episode I think I can't not that I feel sorry for them because I definitely don't like two billionaires coming together but I think the launch in April during COVID like might be a bit of a disaster only because the platform and the content is made to be on the go I would think so yeah. for, for me like where I'm binge watching a lot of Netflix shows like something that I never never have the time to do like I think I spent the Easter break two two straight days just streaming the same show haven't done that for a very very long time um but now I've got the time to do it so why would I swap over to an eight minute episode of something when I'm lying on the couch anyways you know so I just think it's a bit of a random time and not their fault it's not their fault but I think maybe delay the launch a little bit I I disagree. Okay, go on. I think it's Let like, me know your thoughts. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the perfect time. What? Yeah, it's the perfect I time to launch it. I think it's the perfect it. time. It's the worst time. time. Like, yes, they pitched it like to be, okay, people on the go, and on average, they might only have eight minutes to spend doing like, whatever. Like, no one's right? on the train right now, Chris. Yeah, but like, <laughs> if people are streaming the shit out of every platform out there, like, that's all they care about right now. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, other than their jobs and their livelihoods and their health. Other than that, there's not much to do other than the puzzle that you probably like pulled out of the, you know, dusted off like from the cupboard or whatever. But I feel like people might be looking for just a, a better experience or they might have just trawled through, you know, the content libraries of the different platforms, which probably get refreshed every month. I don't know what the schedule, the schedule is. But this is just a whole like dump of just well-produced, like Hollywood style. Well-produced, yes. Hollywood style stuff and it's only like eight minutes right so I feel like you just there's this there's, there's, there's nothing to lose at that point but and people have the time because the 90 day the 90 day trial offer is like that's you can't get any better than that like, I can't even think about that. it I can't like <laughs> what's three months from now like that's a whole other lifetime yeah. so future Chris can worry about the billing you know okay, okay. I think it's perfect I think it's perfect I think um what I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on um is what this means for the Australian media <laughs> landscape <laughs> Because I'm, I'm really um, interested in that. Well, I think like how... Because <laughs> I work in it. Yeah, I haven't seen... I didn't see an ad 
Yeah, they haven't oh, released okay. it yet. Okay, so they haven't released that. No, app. no. Well how, well, how many seconds is that going to be, do you think? Six? Four? Is it going to be less? Is it going to be more? I actually don't know, because... Because surely, because sure... it's shorter episodes, the yeah. ad will be shorter. And I feel like they've... Um, they've country. done so much more innovation on actually getting the whole platform focused on, obviously, you know, those short moments and the vertical video, blah, blah, blah. Then if they just simply stick a pre-roll in there, just from anyone... They and God, just... for, God forbid a mid-roll. Oh, definitely not. I think it's just pre-roll. I actually read it. I think it's just okay. pre-rolls. Okay. But if they just did put a, you know, a, a casual pre-roll on there, then it's going to absolutely destroy the experience and everyone's going to like be like, yeah. I'm off it. Whereas, um, I know they, they up, up front sold... Um, which I think is very, a very classic US thing, is they upfront sold all the ad space for a year already. And um, I looked it up, I think it was like $170 million US, which is about like 240 Australian. Yeah. 240 million. It's pretty good. Yeah. For having ever, like, having even launched it and people have already signed on for that. Um, but I think there's a lot more that they'd be able to do because they do obviously own the production of the, of the content they will then probably then engage with the advertisers to have like a very kind of unique bespoke kind of TVC, you know, experience. Cause you imagine engaging with an ad that would mm. be like, depending on where you are at the time, you know, if you, what format your screen's in would change, it'd be pretty interesting. Um, well, but I guess also, it would be easier for ad loading if it's just that one vertical, like they don't have multiple different displays. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From that so they perspective, just, it'll be, they can just film the ad. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think, um, I think what's interesting as well is that um, I haven't experienced this yet. I don't know if they release it here in Australia. Is that in the states, like they're only releasing some content depending on where you are or what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like a Steven Spielberg um, directed show that I think it's called After Dark, and actually only kind of comes into the library, you know, after sunset. So depending on what your location you're oh, in, that's at cool. time So I think they're doing some really interesting things stuff like that. So I'm sure they'll start using that kind of technology a bit more into the advertising experience, um, which would be obviously hyper-engaging, I feel like. And when you look at, I guess, you compare, you know, how much time is spent watching ads per hour of, say, TV. I think it's like about 30% per hour. Yeah. You know, if you look at, just say, a Quibi episode, would say it's like eight minutes, then I think that comes out to about like 8% of the time. Like, assuming a 30-second ad, yeah, you I, just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> no, no, That's quick math. <laughs> <laughs> I'll refer to my blog post, yeah. <laughs> which I obviously have to type up about this. But no, I think it's um, about 8% eight, eight of your time is going to be spent watching an ad on yeah. the whole thing. So happy days. Well, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that's important that they have to... Yeah, that's really... That's the game changer. Like a quick ad, how, uh, I guess, advertisers create that quick content. I mean, ads these days, like... You don't need like a full feature length ad to know what the brand is anymore. Like I think the more clever about how they kind of showcase that is what makes it like that's what makes me interested in a product. So the kind of like how they can make that into a smaller time frame will be epic to see. Like I'm just trying to think like watching that first episode. Do you think it'd be like, epic? If they do like kind of product placement or whatever, I think they drink like whiskey or something so they could have like i don't know any type of whiskeys maybe it's bundaberg whiskey whiskey like a bundaberg ad or something like in front like i don't know like the product placement in there and like make it like that i don't know i don't know what they're going to do you're excited about this i'm very excited about this and i'm like pissed off that we didn't think of it first oh no we did (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, I feel like somebody. Like, but you're not like, like the US presidential candidate. Yeah, I'm not. And a I'm, I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm also not an artistic genius. And we don't, we're not hyper connected in Hollywood. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So not yet. we can, maybe we can go back. Maybe vertical video is going to be the new thing. And then maybe in 20 years' time, we can go back to horizontal. Well, I think it would be interesting to And we how... could be the pioneers of horizontal video. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting to see how Australia adapts and who's next. Like, what is the stand for Netflix? Like, what's the the Ola for Uber? Okay, well, so who's I was coming up. Well, no, I like I was thinking is about it internet ads. I <laughs> guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. yes, we've got the local um, homeboy <laughs> star. <laughs> no, I was thinking like I, I feel like, and I, I, I talked about it a little bit before, is that I feel like something like this is just going to be. Very game, like game changing for like obviously the, the demographic, right? So it's like what twenty to thirty year olds, maybe you're twenty to thirty five year olds, right? So just a younger audience. And I feel like, you know, once you kind of view the content in such a way, it becomes kind of I would say it's a bit more addictive. So yeah. I feel like then like a Netflix will have to try and change up the way that they're engaging. Um, with the audience and I think that they'll probably just stick to their guns and obviously just like own the TV because that's what they're good at that's what they do and then Quibi is just obviously going to own the mobile and I feel like they're going to have a divergence between those two like in terms of like how you're going to have mobile specific content and the TV content and what's interesting is like hey well what happens to YouTube in this instance you know or a Facebook like Instagram TV type thing right like YouTube is the loser out of this and I don't and I say they're more yeah. a loser than say a broadcaster because you know, broadcasters own the TV. You know, they've obviously got the linear, you know, broadcast signal. They've got the VOD stuff as well. And so the VOD stuff will be under threat in this instance. Um, however, it's a very TV-centered um, platform. Whereas, say, YouTube is mobile, right? Like, it's mobile first. And so they're, they're pushing so hard. Like, Google's pushing so hard to have um, YouTube kind of be more front and center within the TV experience and having a lot more kind of tools within that. You know, they've introduced like a, um, you know, who's watching now kind of stuff to help out with the targeting and, you know, go, okay, well, here's my profile. It's like, hey, Chris, is this you? I'm like, yes, it's always me. But, um, yes, I'll click <laughs> it to me. me. Yeah, it's never <laughs> not me. Um, I've never seen Jen actually watch YouTube on TV. But I'm all about it. And I think um, I think people will then kind of divert their time into like really niche kind of, um, you know, if they do use YouTube a lot, like the reason why I use it is because I can get some really cool content out of it. Mm. Um you know, which is pretty well produced anyway, so that's why because they have to have these huge followings. But then I'm not gonna watch that on TV as much, right? Like well, I'd rather sit there and watch like maybe a bit more like oh the cool story coming out of like I can watch the Hensworth. Yeah, that know, is interesting because they're not down. they're not reinventing the wheel. I've just realised what they've done. All they've done is they've gotten a movie like a movie's like an hour and a half, and then split it into ten fucking episodes. Yes, yeah, it's not groundbreaking. Yes, it is. Well, it it. It is, isn't it? When you it? put it like that, it doesn't. <laughs> but it is. Like, that's all they've done. Yeah. Because people need to be told what to do. I need, I need to be told what to do. Yeah, like... And I'm told that the episode's finished. And I'm like, oh, what a cliffhanger. Next. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll keep watching the, the thing I'm watching. But, um, yeah, so I think there's going to be a bit of a divergence there. I think that YouTube loses. They lose. Facebook's lost. And I say that because, like, they're struggling. No, I wouldn't say struggling. Obviously, they're killing it. But... They're, they're not on TVs. They tried and they got booted out. Mm. So like a Roku, for example, like, you know, Roku banned any third-party SDKs on there, right? So basically essentially saying, hey, Facebook, you can't have, you can't activate um, uh, audience data 
on Roku devices, right? Because we own this. Yeah, good. And so Facebook doesn't have like kind of any penetration on TV. They've got Instagram, which is obviously the golden child of Facebook. And, you know, Instagram TV, I think is doing quite well. But again, that's mobile centered. And now you've got like, say, a Quibi, then um, if the, the, the consumer choice is a bit more like split at that point. And what's like, once you kind of trawl through Quibi's content library, they're not just focused on like, you know, the thriller movie cut into 10 parts. They also have um, like news content on there. So oh, they've, say they've, that. Um, they've partnered with say like a BBC or, a, um, you know. It just keeps getting better, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> You're really selling it in. Well, yeah, because I've got to take this and then I'm going to say, hey, Quibi, do you want to sponsor this? I'll cut. No, I'll cut all the good things I said about <laughs> do, 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 do. you. Yeah, no, but um, no. So like, I think what's really interesting about that is that um, you know, news is probably one of the, the most popular parts of you know any broadcaster probably around the world, right? Like, news is one of the key cornerstones of their programming. Having something like this is that there's a quick fire. Here are the headlines, and so you're seeing someone like a BBC then be able to go a lot more global with their news reports, and I'm sure like they will then probably start thinking about how they can like localize their news coverage a little bit more because all you need is like a couple of news headliners from the local market that you're in let's just say okay so australia okay here's what's happening in australia cool yeah happy days and then they go into like more global topics and i feel like you know there's a bit of a threat there for local broadcasters because in three five ten years time you know if this becomes a new standard way of engaging um you know with news content you know rather than live going to vod then all of a sudden, then broadcasters are more under threat. And I feel like broadcasters are then going to have to partner with, like they're going to have to choose, right? They're going to have to choose and go, okay, I'm going to partner with Google or I'm going to go partner with Facebook or I need to go partner with Amazon or yeah. I need to partner with Quibi or Netflix or whatever. And they need to then become, you know, use these distribution platforms to then put their, you know, news either live or news VOD onto those platforms um, rather than kind of owning themselves. Because, you know, in 20 years time, you know, our demographic is going to be much older and this is going to be the way that we want to consume news. So I think it's really interesting seeing news shift from live into VOD. I feel like this is the exception of it, you know, becoming a lot more kind of a custom of that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think it's on the pulse, which is why we discussed it today. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's great. I'm going to, I've got my, as soon as I kind of watched the first episode, I went out into the lounge room and I told my partner about it and he couldn't believe that Liam Hemsworth was on this fucking platform already. <laughs> Both love him. Um, so yeah, people are getting excited about it and I'm definitely excited about it. Well, I think it's just us excited about it because I haven't heard anyone else that's heard of it. Okay. Well, people as in like the four people that I've spoken to in COVID, which is like yourself, my partner, and perhaps Jen at this point. <laughs> Jen, Jen was like, I kept pushing it to like, hey, Jen, check out Quibi. And I'd go to work and be like, hey, you should watch Quibi today. She's like, uh, yeah. Well, you kind of did that to me. It took me a while. I was like, I, I felt like the name, like I was reading and I was kind of like, what is that? Like, I thought you were talking about a news platform or something. And I was like, I can't read another news source, Chris. <laughs> But I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they've actually... Um, do you remember me saying, I was like, I'll put two hours away to look at this. No. And already. then all I needed was eight minutes. Oh, yeah, but it turned it in. Really it really It organically turned into <laughs> two, two hours. Yeah, it turned into a, a full-length feature film. Did you watch the whole thing? No. Yeah, neither. But that's fine. Yeah, I watched a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I was like, oh, I don't want to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it, but... 
great comment. Can I just talk really quickly? Um, there's another show on there called Agua Donkeys. Okay. Wouldn't have clicked that, but what made it. you click it? I love it. Okay, what made you click that? It's kind of like a... Who's in it? No idea. Okay. There's one guy I recognise, I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like set in the like 80s in some sort of like kind of nowheresville and um, there's some guys working in a pool shop and it's kind of like almost like a kind of, you know, Napoleon Dynamite vibe. <laughs> I it. hate Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and I, I was conscious like saying that because I feel like You've most people hate it. Yeah, I think most people hate it. However, <laughs> the way I say that is because it's just a bit of like there's a bit of nothingness in it, mm-hmm. whereas like a lot of kind of like stupidity doing nothing and then like a kind of like doing a kind of almost mundane task mm. and then that's the show. Yeah. And I love it. Okay. I'll give it a, I'll give it a well. You don't have to. Never it's not for everyone, no. but it's there. 